What up, my fellow Survivor lovers? Welcome to Survivor Historian, part of the Challenge Historian podcast feed. I am your host and born-again Survivor superfan, Jacob Hollibaugh. And as will be the case each and every week throughout Survivor 45, I have the honor yet again of being joined by a true Survivor historian. You know and love him from co-hosting the Challenge Fandom podcast, the one and only Tony Lance. Tony, how are you doing today, my friend? The horrors persist, but so do I. So that is all that matters. Wow. Okay. That uh, ominous to say the <laughs> least. Um, we're here on a Saturday. We're really finding a group. We did a Monday. We did yep. a Thursday. Now we're doing a Saturday. So we said it could be any day of the week, people. Okay. And it's, we're living it up could to be it. any day. It could be any day. Uh, I, If you're a betting person, maybe bet on Friday or Sunday next week. We're going to maybe we just keep mixing it up till we fit every single one. But we are here, of course, to talk about Survivor 45. The what is becoming at least three episodes in the the consensus on Twitter so far has been that this is starting out as the best of the modern seasons. We can maybe talk about that at the end of this podcast if we're yeah. if we feel similar. But I, I will say this. I was a little surprised at how unequivocally uh, there's a lot of people, including cast members from other yeah. seasons of 41 through four uh, who are like this season rules this is the best season. So we'll cover that. We're going to cover everything episode three before we do a couple quick programming reminders, obviously on the challenge side for this feed USA Two, the penultimate episode was this past Thursday. It was an emotional one to say the least that recap is up and in the feed. So go check that out if you haven't. And we'll obviously have the finale recap up next Thursday night, immediately after the episode, as well as next week, survivor 39 preview podcast. Don't know exactly what day it's going to be released, um, but hopefully Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, sometime early in the week so that you have at least a full week to digest that watch the finale of USA two, and then head into season 39. And then of course we will be back me and Tony next week. Again, any day, someday after Wednesday, it will not be before Wednesday is the pretty much only guarantee sometime after episode four, we'll be back with continued survivor coverage. Tony, what's going on and challenge fandom this week and weekend and next week. As you've mentioned, we're kind of like in a barrage of different things that are all happening at exactly the same time. Um, so we've we've done our, I believe we've done our 39 breakdown. We've done our recap. They are just getting ready to go out. And then I think, well, then obviously we're back for the finale. And then we've got a whole six days off between seasons before we start season 39. Uh, I mean, I can't complain that, you know, no. one season ends and the next one starts the following week. Um, I can and will continue to complain that it were moved back to, um, to Wednesdays and now we're in direct night. competition with survivor, but you know, Jersey shore going strong a decade later, respect Jersey's, I guess, uh, <laughs> MTV, the dying network that it is clearly has <laughs> way too much respect for Jersey's to ever move the challenge. It, they could respect Jersey's and just put, I'll watch the challenge on Friday night. I don't yep. do much. Most of your fans are in your thirties. Now we're all we stay in our homes and stuff. We don't care. We'll watch on Friday. We'll watch on Tuesday. We just like to be able to watch you know, the two most popular reality competition shows not air at the same time, the same day of the week. Could it just be not yeah. that that's all, that's all we're asking for. 
So we will be covering uh, both of those. Yeah, on both both pods here. And the other exciting thing to say for the Survivor Historian part of this feed is at some point in the next few weeks, we will have my good friend Paige joining us for a recap or two as well. So far, because the season is good enough uh, and hopefully we have enough to talk about, we're going to bring her in as well. So she will hopefully be popping in some point throughout this season. That's what we got uh, coming up in the future. But as for the immediate future right now, Survivor 45, episode three agenda for the pod today. Same as it was last week, same as it'll likely be for the entire season. We're going to go through the episode kind of segment by segment. Anything worth talking about, we will. Then we'll hit some awards, predictions, and power rankings at the end to wrap it up. Tony, are you ready? I am ready. All right, let's dive in then. A pretty wild episode, to say the least. So a lot to get to. Here we go. So we kick things off where the episode kicks off. Lulu, night five. They have just eliminated Brandon over Emily. And everyone's coming back. Everyone's kumbaya. And mostly Emily, who is, you know, has rebuilt these bridges. They've decided to keep her versus Brandon in a very one-on-one mano-mano. Who are they going to get rid of here? The one that's kind of the weak link or the one they don't like. She's around. She's happy. Everyone's having a good time until it gets super awkward because Emily picked up on something that I have to say was very smart and intuitive because I, as the viewer didn't pick up in the moment at the end of last episode that she would get this tell, but she says, Hey, Jeff only read two votes. If there was four of us voting, he would have had to read the third vote to say two votes sends you home. So that means there wasn't two, three or four votes. There was only three. So who didn't vote? And then she directly looks at Sabaya and asks, Sabaya, did you vote? And it gets awkward and Sabaya lies. Do you agree with Sabaya lying in this instance? I, it was. It's hard. Because it was obvious. It was obviously a lie. (laughs) Yeah. And like, if you lie now, how do you roll it back later when you're like, you know what? Actually, just so you know, before when I told you that one thing, it was actually a different thing. Because then the trust is already gone. Um, I liked Caleb's line about like, she immediately picks a fight with the one person she wasn't supposed to pick a fight with. And I mean, like, not a total fight, but you could tell that Emily was just working through all the machinations of how it was possible. And she just happened to land on it out loud. Yeah, she, yeah, because it's not a, she kind of says like, Sabaya, did you vote? Like an actual I don't know how you differentiate. I was about to say like not questioning her, but you know, she's asking a question, but yeah. not in the way, like after the first step, the, in the first episode where she's like questioning stuff in kind of like an aggressive manner or an aggressor manner where it's like, there's something behind this where I'm, there's some sort of adversarial something behind this. This was an actual, just like, Hey, did you guys notice, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And like, was it, did you, was it you, was it you? And yeah, just totally isn't aware of the fact that like, wait a minute, I shouldn't be doing this. I should ask the one person who I'm actually trusting in it. Go tell him like, did you notice this? And like, what the hell, but not do it out loud. I agree. She, I mean, I know it's really hard to not lie in the moment. You get caught in the moment. It's, you know, late at night of night five, you're dying at this point. You're the starvation is like real at this point for them who is not, although they just got, uh, no, they haven't had fruit yet. They're about to have some fruit. Um, So I get it, but it is weird then when she does walk it back later in the episode. And I always wonder, would I be cool on the beach if someone lied to me and then like a day or two later, they like told me that they lied and were like, hey, 
you caught me in the moment and I like, you know, we're playing yeah. this game. Like I didn't know what to do. It wasn't like, cause I wanted to lie to you. It's cause in the moment I was like, I don't know if I'm what I'm supposed to say. Everyone's standing here. So I did lie, but like, I'm coming clean now. Cause I've thought through it now that it wasn't in the moment. And I've decided you, I should give you all of the information I have and be honest with you. I would like, that seems like something that from the outside, you'd be like, yeah, I'd be okay yeah. with that. Like, you know, I've that makes sense. That makes sense. If you were in their position, you would yeah. maybe do something similar, but I think in the end, I would just be like, no, you lied. Um, yeah. And obviously, well, I mean, she could have just said that Brandon lost his vote. Yeah. He's they, not there to defend it. And it's plausible because <laughs> he had just previously lost his vote. So it could have been that he lost it for two tribals, not the one that he said. I wonder if she or Caleb or Sean would have been the one like away from Emily would have been like, hey, she's going to like know someone didn't vote. What should we say? Yeah. If they would have decided, if they had the moment to actually think and decide, should we, how should we lie? How should we get out? If they would have went with Brandon had something, but that's a much bigger lie that then is harder to come clean about later uh, if you eventually want to. So we will actually come back to this moment because Emily, this moment does matter a lot. Yeah. And there is a reason they show it to us other than it being awkward and interesting, but there's very much a reason later in the episode, this might have been the moment that sealed Savaya's fate ultimately because it's the one thing that kind of points Emily to who she should ultimately trust or be the most trusting in on her tribe. But we'll get to that later. We head to Bello there day six at Bello. And as we saw in the uh, next week on last yeah. week, we actually saw the entirety of it, which was kind of thankful part in the end, right. but Jake has a seizure, I guess. Do we call that a, like, it, like the it seizure? Like they, one, but I do, like nobody treated it as if it was one. It medical like, it was, had to have looked at him, and they, they had to show us. But right? like, you would you would think that they would have said like this is what happened because when Jake's talking about it, he's like I don't even remember falling down. Yeah, they and, yeah, and that was it. They just didn't show him talking to medical, but obviously, yeah. if a dude kind of has a seizure slash passes out almost into the fire, you're you know they're they're much safer than that. They're they're gonna send send someone in. Yeah, it was very, I mean, very scary, certainly, yeah. uh, and kind of strange, the, you know, the reaction to it. And then it was just like, Never I guess mind. I'm fine. And, you know, like, I guess that happens. Yeah, you inhale a bunch of smoke, that can happen. But I guess there's a tipping point where it can just cause a little momentary glitch in the brain, more or less. And you're, then you're totally fine to continue starving on an island and competing in a, a game show. Um so yeah, that was scary, certainly. But yeah. he afterwards, it almost in a weird way endears him to Kendra, who is the one who witnesses it, and then kind of you know hangs out with him a little after to make sure he's okay. uh, coherent and a person and okay. And they become friends. And Kendra decides that you know what, maybe it doesn't need to be guys versus girls. Maybe I misread the guys of this. Maybe it is just Bruce and it's not yeah. the others. And maybe lawyers aren't all that bad or all that scary. Cause he just almost died in front of me. So, you know, and they're friends now. And she eventually later, you know, tells the girls like, I like Jake. What do you think about this, this uh, new pairing that we've got? It's very strange um, because it just, it really did come out of left field because all that we've seen of Kendra is I don't trust Jake. Jake is the one that needs to go. And then as soon as she has that conversation with him, it's almost like she had not spoken to him up until that point. And then when she did, she was like, oh, you're not, you're not scary. I can work with you. But my favorite was when she said, like, initially we were worried about the boys. And then 
Jake was just like, everyone's my boy, like you're my boy. And then it sort of completely diffused the situation where she realized that it was just a group of people on the island. Yeah, I definitely think this was one of moments that happens repeatedly on the show, certainly yeah. by fans, but the people that play it too, is there's going to be some stereotyping that goes on. That's kind of part of the the beauty of the game is getting to like watch in real time that like happen, but then, you know, get taken down or turned on yeah. its head or anything. And I think she potentially, what we know about her personality, I could see her being like the lawyer bro from like Boston and like in her head being like, that's not me and him aren't friends. Yeah. And so, you know, and then if him and Bruce are talking like, okay, like those are the boys doing the boys things and being against it. And then she has the first longer conversation with him and is like, oh, maybe he isn't the person I just decided in my head that he was because I heard lawyer and the Boston accent was like, nah, I'm good. And now we're friends. And also maybe we shouldn't two days in, just make it as simple as, all right, guys versus girls. That's what we're all going with. That's what we're sticking to the whole way through. It doesn't, you know, it's worked a time or two, but uh, it's usually not going to be that simple and straightforward of just on day one, all the girls. All right. We all like each other. Great. Final three. Cause she is the one yeah. that has did say on day two, final three to the girls. But now what, where's Jake Finn? Her final three. I don't know. We'll find well, out. We had to Reba. Too, well, oh, he ahead. did. He did also say that, the lack of communication was as much on him as it was on her. And I don't think she was anticipating that either. Um, and I, I think that both of them just had completely crossed wires in relation to their own dynamic. Yeah. I don't think they had been alone together no. either to have, cause that's the other thing, like you can get along with someone fine, but like, you're only really going to talk game unless it's, you know, like when we get to Reba here, like a four person thing. Yeah. But otherwise, you're pretty much only like talking the game when you get into one on one scenarios. And if they've constantly, you know, five days in not found themselves in a one on one scenario with the two of them or made the effort to be like, I haven't talked one on one with this person, I should like find a way to do that. Um, you know, it's not as big of an offense as it might seem at first glance of like, wow, you just haven't talked to her. You haven't talked to him the whole time. What have you guys been doing for five days of sitting on a beach? You know, it's like, well, we have we've interacted plenty, just not individually where we're comfortable yeah. talking about our game. We had to Reba their day six and uh, I maybe spoke too soon last episode in pumping up my guy drew um, <laughs> because drew last week looked like mm -hmm. someone who had this game on lock quickly, who just socially strategically, everything was going Drew's way. And he had a firm grip on the wheel and this episode, Drew does not have a firm grip on the steering wheel, nor does his buddy Austin. They get caught digging by their own alliance members who they're yeah. in an alliance with, but they have chosen not to tell yet about the half, uh, you know, the, the hidden immunity idol that only the boys half of the alliance gets to know about for now. And they get caught red handed. They do a horrible job. At, I would start there. They're horrible <laughs> job at uh, watching or uh, what it look out. And also there's two of you one's digging and the other is going to be the lookout, but there's like six different ways you could be approached from like you're in the middle of the woods and the path goes both ways. And I think there's a second path very close by. It's like, what's one lookout going to do guys. Like there's, there's four get other people and there's five ways they could approach from. What do you, what do you think's about to happen? And as it turns out, Drew's down one end of the path and here comes D and I'm now only referring to her as mama Judy as D does, um, even though her name That's is fair. Judy, but I'm guessing, I, I think I'm hearing D correctly. D calls her Mama Judy. 
I I thought it was Julie, but I was also just I just assumed that it was Julie because her name's Julie, so I didn't. Yeah, I don't know if it's an accent or I kept at the second time she said it, I was like, wait, I think she's saying Mama Judy. I don't know. Maybe I'm just this is the stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever said. Either way, the one that we predicted was going to take the mother approach has and has also been it thrust upon her by d and drew amongst others potentially but at least those two uh but julie and d catch them and how how silly do you feel that they looked in this moment because i think they looked really silly they looked very silly i like that austin said on twitter don't get your over six foot ally to be inconspicuous and don't get me to stand watch um they (laughs) My favorite was Drew immediately knew that he did the wrong thing. He got like, they approached him. He got up and walked the other way. Yeah. <laughs> and then came and then he was like, they oh, couldn't shit. have handled this worse. Yeah. You, you walk, they, they speak to you. It's not that they came in, like they saw you and you're just like, oh, no one's saying I'm just awkwardly going to walk away. And it's awkward. Whatever. They spoke to you. They were like, what are you doing? And your <laughs> response was, Bye. I'm going to not say anything. And I'm going to walk away from you. The people that I'm working with who just caught me doing something suspicious, just going to walk away. And then when they get together, they lie about it and they claim uh, we saw Sifu digging over here. And so once he left, we were like, we should dig there too. And in that moment, Drew's face is very clearly the face of someone who is lying to people and clearly is like not second guessing it. He's well beyond second guessing. He is knows as the words come out of his or Austin's mouth, this is a bad idea. Why are we doing this? These are the people that are going to vote us out because of this bullshit. What has happened? Like his whole life goes out of his body as that's happening. You're like, just start telling the truth, dude. Cause you're not, you're not going to pull this off. The only thing that I will give him props for is when he started saying that it was because they saw Sifu, which of course, like they had kind of sowed that seed earlier on. But when Austin started to walk up to him he immediately was like hey so i'm just telling them about how sifu was looking here and that's why we were so that austin doesn't quickly come up and say so jay was looking here to try to find an idol yeah so we decided uh, to look here he does try to cover and austin doesn't really react at all to that and i think everyone in that group knows that lies are being told very and it's like okay we'll maybe circle back which they eventually do and we'll talk about in a little bit but like we're gonna circle back to this because clearly whatever the hell is happening right here is not not the full story it it might not be a correct story or full story but it's it's one of them we we don't have the proper book in all of the pages in front of us at this (laughs) moment all right then we head to the reward challenge we get to the reward challenge first of the season very exciting and uh you know from kind of how early in the episode it is we can pretty much assume that before that he even says it's going to be a reward challenge which i like and appreciate again from the the old school where it was you know very almost all of the time that there'd be a reward and immunity back to back so i like it did you have any thoughts on the game itself before we talk about what happened i was immediately brought back to heather having her struggle on uh 41 when Danny kind of had that pep talk and Danny became beloved by everyone in that moment. Um, I I really like that what they seem to be doing is pulling pieces from different challenges and putting them together to make a new challenge rather than just being like, oh, this is the one where you do X, Y, and Z. It's pulled from like two or three different challenges, which is nice because you can't just know it, have practiced it, and run through it. Yeah, for sure. I... 
yeah, it's it's interesting now that I'm on my like fifth or sixth straight season of watching live of like finally hitting that point where you kind of remember how similar that you know all a lot of these are or how much they reuse little pieces of them but i do appreciate that like you said they they mix up which pieces they are maybe reusing and the the catching the ball thing at the start is i i get very nervous on that little part no one really took a bad fall on this one or anything but uh those just wire their rope or whatever they're not wire but rope wires that they put across the ground to make the little obstacle to run through um I'm surprised every time that someone doesn't fall and, you know, really crack their head. I didn't notice the ones that were like hat half height right away until a couple people went through. And then I became like even more anxious because at first I thought it was just like run through, make sure that you get your feet in all the different holes and then catch it. And I did not see the two that went across at the halfway at like at half height. But then as soon as I think it was Caleb who like did this super quick down and up again like why did he do that and then they did another angle it's like oh because he had to yeah and i think that actually helps to make sure that people go slow enough not to yeah. completely because if you get going and then trip on one take a bad fall um speaking yeah. of caleb caleb dominates sure. absolutely shines uh he's both the first person to catch the ball and does it on the first try with ease. He is then also the person who shoots the ball for his team to raise the three spikes. And he is the person to, I thought they, that Jeff, when he explained said that two people, but I think it was up to two people are allowed to throw the rings. But if one, you know, wants to do all of them, they can. And Caleb uh, doesn't just want to do all of them. He does do all of them because he turns out he's very good at it. And so he dominates and Lulu gets their first ever win, which is very exciting and it's very celebrated. However, it is only a reward win, not an immunity win, which, you know, comes around later, but, uh, fruit reward. What are your thoughts on the fruit reward? Is that, uh, for the first food reward of the season, if you're on the camp in the camp, is that one of your top choices? Is that one you're excited about? Are you maybe a little bummed? No, I would be totally jazzed about the fruit, like the sugar and like how sweet that is after not having anything and even stuff like bananas. And I think they're like bananas and peaches and grapes and and stuff like that. Like I would be totally on board for this a lot more than like, I love coffee. I will have multiple cups of coffee throughout the day. I am not a scientist or a biologist, but I am fairly familiar with the process that coffee goes through your body. I don't want that happening on an island when I'm already on an empty stomach. Like the coffee, the coffee and cookies reward, like the sweet stuff, I would want no part of that at all. This is the only thing that's sweet that I would eat. And yeah. I know that's ridiculous. If I was actually on the island, I'd eat anything they put in front of me. Probably I totally. wouldn't be able to help myself, but um, you know, yeah, most of the sweet stuff, it's kind of, you know, I, whether they, the producers believe it or not, you know, I'm pretty confident they're well aware at the 45th season of what they're doing. And like, these aren't all actual like rewards, like this can hurt you as much as it might help you. If you have too much of the wrong thing, I would definitely be bananas only though. If I, if this fruit came to my camp, I would, the first thing I would try to just kind of be the asshole that like grabs two bananas first and be like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I won't have any more or whatever. Like I, yeah. I didn't mean, I just, so I was so excited guys. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to eat too much, but I did kind of, you know, go for the thing that I feel like has the most 
benefit to it um, as far as, you know, I think someone mentions the potassium and some other things yeah. in there. Uh, we have our third co-host here with us briefly. What What's your yeah. lovely cat's name again? Uh, that would be Mozzie. She is now under the laptop stand um, because I've, I've just got a new setup and she likes it because she can go underneath and then just sit in front of me. Oh, that's Before perfect. she used to sit on the keyboard, which just caused chaos. Oh, well, welcome, Mozzie. If you have any thoughts and opinions, feel free to share them anytime you like. So Lulu wins. And who got second in this? I've, or, uh, uh, it was, um, I was Reba. Reba because does, Bello yeah. got nothing. Yes, Reba gets second. And then the other part of this is a raid comes with it which Lulu as the winner gets to choose one person to go to one of the other camps and raid one item, which is a loose terminology around one item, which is one of my favorite things. There's not a lot of wiggle room on <laughs> rules in survivor, but this is like one of the only things that's wiggle room. Um, and so Caleb kind of steps up slash is nominated by his team to go do the raid. And then we get the quick shots of, you know, the nervous, like both on both beaches, who's, who's he going to come to? And they choose, he chooses to go to Reba and steal the fishing gear, which is why the fishing gear, which is all of the fishing gear, which is like six items or whatever. And yep. he doesn't take all of it. He mercifully leaves spear. Uh, the spear. Yeah. Like, which I was like, isn't that the, the main thing that there you might've been two. Cause I think they had the bigger, they might've, okay, yeah. they had the bigger one. I don't know if there was two, but I would expect that if. Yeah, yeah, but the fishing I, gear is so much. It's fins, it's goggles, it's the snorkel, it's a spear, it's a big net, it's all this stuff. And I'm like, does that all that counts as one item? But also, if I want your flint, that counts as one item. You know, I think it's it's, like, it's based off a reward. Okay, yeah, they, it came they as like. one thing originally. Yeah. Okay, that makes now sense. I will say what I found really amusing is when they have that com like they have just like a one comment from Kendra, and she's like, if they come to my beach. I will lose my shit. And I was like, dude, you went to their beach, hung out for the entire day, told Sean and Sabaya that you had the opportunity to vote and voted against somebody. They might steal a fin from you. That is not equal. <laughs> you could have taken somebody out of this game. Yeah, uh, which is another reminder that that did all happen and we didn't all see it. And I'm still, it's for that I'm reason confused. that I'm convinced that uh kendra isn't isn't going to be here for very long um <laughs> and we will see but i i'll just get ahead of myself because i just brought it up though actually not because i just remembered if they're switching up the tribes and stuff next week it there's no possible way that kendra could be on a tribe with no lulu members right unless they, if they switch to two tribes well, if they switch to three tribes she could yeah i think they're I gonna mean, do three again and reconfigure I mean, but the thing with the thing with when they, they have, mix oh yeah, everything they up, three, they could do three of five. Yeah, they just have the buffs, right? They don't. There's no rhyme or reason. They don't pre-select who ends up. So you could have a completely lopsided team. So it could end up that okay. like the Lulu three are all on the same tribe again with yeah. like two other people. Because if Kendra ends up on a tribe with one of them, it's I would assume it's going to come up. I don't know. Again, Kendra. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're not making the merge or winning this because if you were, they would have had to have shown us that very important thing that took place that you were the star of. Um, but yeah, so he goes to Reba. I guess it there's not a right or wrong choice, really. They don't have like a strong relationship with, you know, Kendra is the only one of any of the others yeah. that they have a relationship with or anyone does. 
um, because it was Brandon that had went on the journey and he's no longer there. So the only one from their tribe that would even like interacted with the others isn't there. So both and both of them have beat you every, yeah. every immunity, you know, there's, there's literally nothing to go off of other than just kind of randomness. And they don't say at all what their decision was, but I think it was pretty much Reba got the bigger of the fishing sets and got, just got the other food during the rewards. So like, you know, if anyone is winning more than the other to be as fair as possible, whatever, but he takes the fishing gear. And this is the moment we find out that I don't know if you picked up on this, Tony, but uh, Caleb is a salesman. Were you, are yes, you aware he is. Yeah. Turns out Caleb's a salesman. Uh, really I don't actually good. know if if that's what Caleb's job is, by the way. They, I think, just... I think, yeah, I think it's like electronic sales or something like that. Okay, great. Because yeah, by the end of it, I was like, I think every cast member has told me that Caleb is a salesman, but I don't actually know if Caleb's job is a salesman or if he's just a real good talker. They've all you know dubbed him. Caleb's just too much of like a salesman type of guy or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, uh, he does come across the way. He's very personable. He's very, he's great in an individual setting, great in a group setting. Um, very social. I'm very nervous because he's kind of my favorite right now. Yeah. So pretty nervous that the target is getting quite large on his back during this portion, but he's he does. Canadian. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And you're got it. I'm going to ask you at, by the end of this, by the way, we do need a new, uh, new uh, winner's pick from you. Cause we didn't discuss last week that that was your winner's pick that went, yes. or no, at the, in this episode, what I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, <laughs> time, time's very strange. Uh, so he does have individual conversations with everyone though, which I think is smart of him to do like, yeah. let's do the big group thing. And then let me do the individual thing with everyone and makes sense. And he decides to give this cool advantage to Drew. Now, Mr. Historian, could you please fill me in? I did not pick up on if this was a brand new thing or if this was something that's been brought back from it's happened before, but it's been a while since we've used this, right? All kinds of brand new. Um, oh, okay. So really cool. I really like it because I really hated the losing the vote because your vote is really all you have in the game and to lose that means you lose any sort of equity you have within your alliance so to have an advantage and i had listened to um, the on fire podcast before we recorded and jeff had actually said like they when they figured out the beware advantage and the lose a vote this was the counteract the lose a vote to see how it works and then there's so many different ways that you can use it you can either like you can use it for yourself. If you're in an alliance, you're trying to make new inroads, you're on a new tribe, and somebody tells you that they don't have their vote, you can be like, well, actually you do. Or they can. you can find a beware advantage, and maybe you wouldn't have taken it before, but you know that you still have your vote, even though you wouldn't have. Um, so I really like it. Um, normally, I'm not super huge on the new advantages, because there's so many like sub-clauses, but I actually really liked this one. Oh, we're going to get to subclauses because we got a few of them <laughs> coming up uh, here momentarily, which actually let's just head to those now. Let's talk sure. Bellow and Reba um, pre-immunity challenge. So Bellow, while all this is happening, uh, they are using their fishing gear or attempting to use their fishing gear. The three boys go out on the raft, which did they... Is one is the raft necessary? Two, you spend a lot. I mean, I know Bruce wants to put everyone to work, but like, is do you have a shelter yet? Have we seen a confident shelter from you? <laughs> and you have a raft that three of you can sit on and float. So like, you've got a talents. Float, float is generous. 
Yeah, I were... think their legs might have been on the ground because again, they yeah. were in like two foot deep water most of the time until yeah. he got off and swam away from the raft to get to where he could go, you know, six feet deep and try to catch something. Uh, it was just a funny scene to see the three of them just floating. It was very good camera work. <laughs> um, but while they're doing that is when the girls chat and Kendra, as we referenced earlier, fills them in on, you know, I'm kind of in on Jake now and definitely out on Bruce, which is all of the opening that our pal <laughs> Tura needs to be like, yes, finally, someone is kind of almost saying something negative about Bruce. This is my moment. Like, yeah, uh, Bru yeah, Bruce on your nerves, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe he's maybe Jake's good and Bruce is bad, huh? What what did you think about her finally getting the moment to wiggle in a little bit of this uh, let loose a little of this anti Bruce agenda that she's got going? I like how they're peppering it in they're being very smart about it because I'm going to jump around a little bit, but when first off, when they do the um, reward challenge, it was so smart of Bello to bench Bruce and Jake because the challenge wasn't as like upper body physical as some of the other challenges. And they knew that they would then have to use Bruce and Jake in the next challenge, which was likely going to be more physical because it tends to kind of go back and forth. But when Brando and Kelly were sitting out, Kelly just kind of offhand mentioned to Brando, Bruce is really starting to irritate me, yeah? And then, like, that was it. But it's just, like, they're sowing those seeds because Kendris was talking to Jake and was like, so it's actually, it's not you that we, like, that I have a problem with. Like, I kind of have a problem relating to Bruce. And then Kelly's talking to Brando and it's just like, man, Bruce is sort of annoying, right? And they're really sowing the seeds of doubt, but super low key. Yeah. So it does turn out it has not been just Ben Katura who has been like, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is wearing on me. And um, I think that as a producer prodding her with the right questions and confessional yeah. to get her to say the part of like the rest of the tribes eating it up when maybe that wasn't a hundred percent what actually was happening. They just could match it to a couple quick footage of someone laughing and make it look that way. But yeah, uh, they're slowly letting us know Bruce is maybe uh, not going over well with his entire tribe. Um, and at this point, we now have the girls are still kind of together. Jake's a little bit in on that. Kelly and Brando have a chat again for the second time that we've seen and second episode in a row of like, we're clearly in the middle here, but now we're not. Now the middle is kind of turning Monkey. into Bruce versus everyone. So maybe we're yeah. not, which is a good thing, but like me and you got to stay on the same page of like still keeping communication open from the different sides that we're close to. So that's what's going down there over on Reba. We get the conclusion of the advantage search. Um, and this time first Austin fills D and Julie in on the fact that he has the advantage and that they lied. Before. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, yeah, kind of fills him in lies while filling in on the lie, kind of white lies of when everything happened or whatever, but 80%. Be, the punchline, the punchline is the truth of like, we have this thing and that's what we're digging for. Do you want to help us dig? And yep. so this time their strategy is not to have <laughs> three lookouts, which I think actually would be a better strategy than the one babysitter strategy they go with, but it does work. They have one per ba person babysit Jay Maya and Sifu while the other three dig. And eventually D finds a rope and 
big lost fans here. I definitely yeah. had some mo- lost flashbacks. Like, Absolutely. please let this rope go all the way into the water. Please, <laughs> please, please. And then make them swim down underwater to find something. This will be amazing. Uh, there should be more lost survivor crossover. Parallels. There really should be. Obvious that, that was part of the reason I started watching lost. I read the, I read the synopsis. This is showing how old I am. I read the synopsis in the newspaper in the like teleguide and it was plane crashes on an island the survivors are a doctor an addict an addicted rock star and a criminal and i was like cool so there's a doctor everybody who is injured will be fine i need to watch this because it sounds dumb and then i never missed an episode yeah well they had a clear moment here. They could have just really brought in the, and they could have even referenced through the looking glass. Ultimately yeah. one, one of maybe the best episode ever. They could have, they could have done it, but it was still kind of fun. Regardless, they find the rope, they get to the end of it. They eventually find the idol or find the next clue. They got to go break some rocks near the well and they find the idol. I don't know if they cleaned up the rocks near the well, Austin and Drew seem like the type of guys that once they start hugging and jumping and celebrating, maybe forget. And maybe someone notices why are all these rocks now just strewn about around like something obviously happened here, but they find it and we get the idol in the contingency clauses that we referenced earlier. The idol is good for one tribal council. Unless you sacrifice your vote at said tribal council, in which case the idol is now good up until 10 people are left or no, until everyone is on one beach. So, but it specifically says till everyone is on one one beach. beach. So it doesn't say the merge because we have had situations where everyone gets to one beach, but the merge hasn't happened yet or whatever. So that's a interesting stipulation. I don't know if that'll come up, but you do have to read, like you said, really well on these things. And then at that point, if you sacrifice your vote a second time, the idol becomes good until the final five, which is typically the uh, just traditional idol, so to speak, would be good until that moment. What do you think anti-contingency Tony about the contingency idol that is in play? I don't know if that's what it's called, but I'm going with the contingency idol as the name of this idol. I find it... There's, there's a couple things. I think that the Reba tribes one is much easier to access than Lulu's. Um, because I don't know. They had to dig a while and make a mess. And then that they rope did. Bit, like caused a mess. And then I don't, they did a lot, but yes, it was, you it was only like think 20... that the candle thing. Cause the candle becomes such a big thing yeah. at the end of this episode. But like if Lulu just had, flint then it's not that hard to light a candle over away from everyone on the beach you'd have to go in like the middle of the night but it also they said it took like 20 to 25 minutes for that candle to actually melt to the point where she could get the idol out so that's at tribal council yeah and that's like in that's a fire a, that's yeah, not that's those like candles a proper lit. inferno yeah i'm guessing yeah. if you could just light the wick on the top of that candle it takes i don't think there was hours. one i think it was like you have to ditch it in the fire and then get it back out again um, i don't know that there was an actual wick on there I think that would have been kind of easy in a tribe. I don't think necessarily know. My big thing is like, you've been given a hammer, but on the hammer is your clue, like imprinted into the hammer. So you now have a super useful tool that you are not able to use at all at camp. So like, do you then get your machete and shave off the words and then just be like, Hey, I found this hammer in the woods. I think I'd, 
I don't know. You might have to just, I hadn't even thought about the fact that they have a hammer now. Yeah. Um, what are you using the hammer for though? Ultimately, uh, you could open use the back end to like stuff? open coconuts, um, depending on whether or not they get one of their like toolkits and stuff like that. Yeah. They would potentially get like nails and boards okay. and everything else. I think um, you just tell you, yeah, you might be incentivized. Just like, I think I should tell the tribe that I have an idol in by doing be because I want you guys to all have this beautiful hammer. But then if I'm the tribe and like, I might react exactly how I just did of like, the fuck do we need a hammer for? Can I have the <laughs> idol? Like, I don't care. Thanks for telling me your information. You shouldn't have done that. Um, so, oh, wow. Okay. Okay. This is why you're the historian. You're thinking through this stuff. I completely blew past the fact that they were given a usable hammer and that that would be a nice thing to have on an island where you have literally nothing. And a um, lot of rope. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the other one. They should, that rope would be very handy if, but they, just ditch it back in the woods, um, yeah. which they didn't seem to throw it that like, they're like, we're going to no. ditch it where no one will find it. And I'm like, you went like three feet. Like, this what? bush. Someone's going to find the seafood's <laughs> going to find this. All right. Seafood's yeah. definitely finding this pile of rope. And Threw it in he might also not shack. ask a question. Yeah, I don't know. He might just like <laughs> jump rope with it or something like, oh, I know ropes. The other thing though, Austin put the hammer in his backpack, like in his bag. A hammer is a very heavy item to just all of a sudden have it in your bag going back to camp yeah oh they're gonna get i mean this is gonna come out at some point oh yeah um well we shall see but uh yeah the four of them are at least on good terms again so that's that's something and they kind of all are you know this is austin's idol but it does seem to be pretty open to both austin and drew the two the two advantages they now have uh the idol and the you know get your vote back um yep. seem to be kind of available to the foursome or is at least how they're how they're putting it out there to the foursome is that this Definitely. is for the benefit of all and uh that takes us to the immunity challenge immunity challenge big cart i really love this one i this is yep. very fun and inventive the cart you got to fill it up with a bunch of heavy stuff after releasing the keys which i do want to come back to because that's my favorite part of or the my most impressive performance of this was key related but then you got to take apart your cart and fit it through the little the prison bars more or less and rebuild it on the other side which just hats off to the production team to make like that cart that can yeah. be pretty easily disassembled and put back together but once put back together in a rush by starved folks will like work again work. like that's a pretty legitimate engineering feat to be like yeah you yeah. can easily take apart and put this back together and it like works really well wall together but is that easy to take apart i was kind of floored by that i so i loved the the challenge design overall how did you feel about it i really liked it um it's again a combination of a couple of different things um but i really like those puzzles like to put them together take them down i i found i found it funny that the poles are now poles again because they were using bamboo for like the longest time and then cody gamed the system where he told dwight to just put the key in the hole and then just fling it off and then it now it's another pole and it's no longer bamboo except so this is the thing that was the most impressive to me austin is so good at this he's two yeah. for two in instant and it's because unlike most most of the time when they have to get the key like off a ring or whatever in the air they're usually on the ground reaching up. And so right. angle wise, you know, they can't get on top of it the way he does when they, they're like, get, are able to climb up and he is smart enough to go like above the above. key 
and put pole on top of the other pole where, you know, there's actual, you know, the, the key and the pole are touching each other and just slide it off in one smooth movement. And I mean, he doesn't slide, he shoots it off. He like yeah. fucking flies off of there. So I had a note of just like, wow, Austin nailed that one. Kendra does really good with it, but compared yeah. next to Austin, it's like, wait, did Kendra suck at that or no she was actually really good at that too compared to most of the time getting the keys off um so they fly through it everyone though gets to the puzzle bello has a head start for sure bello gets there i don't, I don't know you know time wise we don't know the yeah. exact but maybe like a minute or whatever they had a real head start but not anything that would determine it by any means and then lulu and reba get there basically at the Pretty same much. time and we have Kendra calling for Bello. We have Jay Maya calling for Reba. And we have Emily calling for Lulu. And for the third time at a puzzle, we end up with a complete and utter no contest. Um, yeah. Because uh, Lulu basically stops moving. Like, they basically give up uh, again at some point during this. Like, they fall so behind so quickly. And Emily's kind of not given any directions. And Caleb and Sabaya are kind of just like, picking some pieces up and like what do we do with them kind of put them back down and sean's like ah i don't know what's good like it's just they just and they like give up and as a lot of people the other thing a lot of people on twitter pointed out the music cue uh which was a little different is that the focus went directly to the stars of the show three episodes in of like we're gonna finish out this is still about lulu and lulu only and so we're not doing triumphant stuff this we're gonna the slowly the sad music starts coming in and you realize oh lulu's given up and lulu's gonna get zero pieces of this puzzle put together and they're gonna lose again and that's what happens and were you surprised at not not that they lost again right but how they lost again because it really is their three all three times the puzzle has just been like no shot not even like not not they lost the puzzle not they only got halfway through like oh that's kind of a big loss like they don't get pieces of puzzles put together they just look at the puzzle and are like i guess we lose again i guess this is going to continue to be depressing and like puzzles are a big part of survivor they're in almost every one of the challenges you're going to have to finish a puzzle at some point in this game and when you add in brandon's loss in the individual journey puzzle like they're Oh, for four in a big, yeah. big way on the puzzles. Yeah. Um, Sabaya said in her exit press that none of them were confident in puzzles to begin with. Um, it could have been that Hannah might have been the person who was proficient at puzzles, but then she left. So, and it could have been that Brandon was perceived to be the one who was going to be good at puzzles because he said that he was, and then he had the situations where he didn't pull it out. So one of the things that I did find interesting though is sean arguably has the shortest reach out of anybody on the tribe but he was the one that they were sending up to get the keys you would think that it would be like caleb who has a longer reach so he wouldn't have to try as hard to balance the pole and i it struck me as really strange that they would have kind of nominated sean to do that because he is like he has a smaller reach than most of the other people that are there do you think that had anything to do with like either Caleb himself or the whole tribe or a mixture of both, like not wanting like Caleb, you have to do everything when it comes to yeah. physical, like the physical portions of every channel, like you got to do everything. Um, Cause if I'm him, I'm definitely not trying to be not, you know, we've seen that how that plays out. If you yep. become the guy on the team, that like uh, the guy or the girl on the team, that's like, you're really good at this stuff and you should do all of them. 
And then it becomes like, well, that gives me a lot bigger profile than I want. Even if it helps us like win a bunch of times, like can someone else do parts of it? it. So I could see who knows if a conversation like that was had, but I could see if they're like, so Caleb, you're going to do this part. And he's like, are you like, it's just getting the, like, it's just getting the key off to someone else. Like I'm a little tired. I don't know if like I did remember last the challenge where we won the fruit, where I did all of it, (laughs) like literally all of it. Um, so I could see that being a part of it. Um, but I, I did like the music choice though. Like I, I really did. Um, and I pointed out to Sarah when we were watching it because um, she had mentioned early in the episode, it's really hard as a fan to not be absolutely rooting for Lulu because they're the ones that we actually know at this point in the game. So it was very much that the story was being told from our narrators, which have been Lulu this whole time. So you get that triumphant build up until the point that the second team wins and then it immediately shifts. And it's such a stark contrast between everybody cheering around them with the music and just like the defeat. And it was such an interesting choice and I really liked it because so often they'll just focus on the people who won and then call it a day. Yeah, it definitely, and it works perfectly whether they always planned for it to be at this moment after this tribal that they do the tribe swap or not, or if it was either added in or moved up because of the fact that one tribe lost the three, it works really well that they effectively made the first three episodes of the season is like you said, it's from Lulu's point of view. It's kind of like a Lulu documentary, you know, like a sports doc almost. It's like, this is survivor Lulu edition. They are playing against other people, but like this show is about this tribe for three episodes and the arc is going to be completed. And then we're going to go into, you know, basically restart the season with the new tribes. And like now everyone's a part of it and it's a survivor season again. And it's not survivor colon Lulu, (laughs) Lulu disaster, whatever you want to title these three episodes (laughs) for them. I mean, normally like I buy, I generally will buy like one buff per season and it's normally the merge buff because by then um, like, it seems that all of the people that I really like then all end up on one tribe, but I won't lie. Like I bought a Lulu buff like two days ago and it's very rare that I will buy a buff before merge because there's people that I like on every tribe, but I feel like so incredibly connected to Lulu as a tribe and as players because they've, they're all gamers and they're all really there to play and they're all playing at a higher level than you would expect for like vote three of survivor and that's because they've continually had to go so i like i am definitely lulu strong on this one yep uh i'm with you i did not also buy a buff but uh (laughs) yeah i'm with you there they would be the one the one to buy and then we do get the end of the lulu story for the rest of the episode they go back to camp after Jeff is kind of rude to them about them losing again. I will say Jeff, it gets Pretty a little usual. spicy um, in this episode, which I do appreciate. And again, a uh, continuation of last week when I thought that Jeff maybe had had enough of Lulu um, uh, potentially in him in the moment thinking maybe was hurting his season. In fact, was making it out to be an incredible start to a season, but we get to Lulu. It's the day seven. Now, you know, they've just lost and they've got four of them and we get, an immediate, the first conversation is between Sabaya and Caleb. We've previously seen, uh, we skipped over this part, but you know, Sabaya while Caleb was on the raid had approached Sean and Emily about, you know, her and Sean had kind of solidified the, the actual two duo of the tribe and that they wanted to target Caleb. They brought Emily in. They told her about the advantage, the whole thing. 
So Sabaya is thinking Caleb. Caleb is thinking, how am I going to defend? Should I defend Emily? Should I, should we go for someone else? Um, And they have a conversation that kicks off what turns into just incredibly good gameplay by everyone. and Incredible from the producer's perspective and the fans perspective, the perfect circumstances where it just all works together to make a really effective and interesting and like tense tribal eventually because Sabaya and Caleb are like under the guise that they're working together in the moment. One of them is not the other one is unsure if he's going to or not, but they're still under the guise. Like we have to keep up that we were kind of working together before. And so she says it's Emily, you know, they both are like, it's gotta be Emily. So what are we going to do? Okay. Caleb, you, you tell her my name and I'll tell her your name and that'll be good which is perfect from Sabaya's standpoint because she actually wants him. So she's found her easy way. She handles it perfectly. It's very casual of like, yeah, we're going to get Emily, but like, so you're going to have to say my name. I'm going to have to say your name to get her, you know, to not do Emily things today or whatever. It's 3D chess. Yeah. And from there on, every conversation plays out and it's just like so perfectly set up that like everyone gets to either tell their truths or lies in a manner similar to that first conversation where it's like, they all do a great job of it. It's all really effective, but it also like each layer of it perfectly covers up or matches with the other one to make it very effective. Did you, I I loved this whole, this whole scenario. Did you, were you feeling similar? Yeah. Um, it's honestly like, this is probably one of my favorite episodes of survivor in, in recent memory because of this like back third and how well laid out it was and how like it's clear that the four people that are at lulu are absolutely here to play they know the game they know how to maneuver and even though we don't see a whole lot of it i would say that emily is the prime example of somebody who has figured out how to adapt and maneuver in a game and work with different people and different personalities differently more so than anybody else um even yeah i would say probably more so than anyone else that i've seen like lately because she has done a complete 180 and she's it's very clearly genuine as well it's not like she's putting on an act it's completely genuine yeah and she she's put in the pivotal spot but it's you know back to like how perfectly laid out it is it's her getting all the information from Sean and Sabaya. And as we referenced earlier, the thing at the beginning of the episode comes back because she kind of has that. She says, I think in confessional, she references, I, you know, Sabaya, I know everything now, but I felt a little uneasy after I thought we were good. And I realized there was still something gone. So even though she's come back with that, like Caleb was the one that immediately did this. So she picks Caleb basically over Sabaya in the moment that Sabaya and Sean are, deciding the ultimate plan to vote Caleb and she runs to Caleb and immediately is like, I have to tell him. And as serious as she could possibly be. And, you know, from the outside, it's, you know, we know she's being serious. So I'm like, dude, you can tell when someone's being honest and like really assertive about like, this is happening and we have to stop it. But she tells him those two are writing your name down 100%. You're going home unless you vote for Sabaya with me. She doesn't have a vote. Like we can win this two to one. And he has, it's just so perfectly laid out that in his head. And as he says in confessional is like, I think she's trying to defend me, but also 
Sabaya and Sean are supposed to say my name based on the other plan. So I'm really fucking confused. She's either just falling for the plan that I am a part of and they're really good actors or she's trying to save my life and my decision debates decides whether I go home or, you know, and look like a fool or I kind of look like a master and me and Emily have solidified. We're like this new little power duo that we got here. And yeah, it's unbelievable. And then the quote of the night easily. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And to add to it, when they go to tribal, things get even weirder because (laughs) the candle covered idol that we just assume, or I don't know, I was still assuming up until the moment where Sabaya, right before they go to tribal tells them like, when we get to tribal, I'm just throwing this thing in the fire and like yeah. gonna see what they say about it. Uh, and in my head, I'm like, I I think they're gonna tell you that that's not how you're allowed to do it. I think they're gonna say that right. you're supposed you have to. Too bad you don't have flint. Like that's you have the, to do it at camp. Yeah, that's the you know risk you took. Um, but it doesn't. They get there and she's like, "Let me toss this in the fire, Jeff." It starts getting out. They do like one question at a time. And between each question, she's like, I got to go tend to my fire. She brought her the machete, the tools, the whole thing. It's this big production. And I was really interested in just like looking at Jeff's face every time they pan to him of like, because he's, you know, he's, he's running this show yep. uh, and in he's making that decision in the moment. I, I would assume they, yeah, he talked about because it. They, oh, he did. On, did he say on the pod, yeah. like if they had discussed if this was allowed or not, or if he was not even, he made a game time decision. He said like, allow it. they, they had not fit. Like they had, when they workshopped this whole idol, they had not considered that somebody was going to, for one, be this deep in the game that they would find the idol, but also not have Flint. And they also never anticipated anybody bringing it to tribal because then you're putting it on front street for everybody. So the ingenuity that Sabaya displayed of having all the tools and just coming in and just flat out being like, this is the only fire in my life right now. Jeff is here at tribal. So he was like, you know what? I'm going to allow it. And I agree. That is the right decision. Um, Because the other thing is, as you had mentioned, you want to pay super close attention to what is on the parchment. The parchment just says melt the wax like release the idol or whatever, mm-hmm. but it doesn't say must be done at your camp. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm definitely glad that he allowed it because it's, yeah. it makes for what, again, I'm, I'm one of those people that I don't find tribal council in- interesting usually, um, yeah. or most of them don't tend to be interesting to me outside of the actual vote itself. Cause they usually do a pretty good job of trying not to say anything, which is the objective most of the time. So like, I get it. Um, but it was a fascinating tribal council because of that. And I'm always just fascinated when we get the moments of like Jeff being the act, like being in charge of this thing in a way that it is literally, he gets to make decisions on on the fly when something even as well-prepared and well-organized as they are, when something gets thrown off to some creativity and he gets to actually decide in the moment. Like that's so cool that he gets to decide in the moment. I wish uh, that TJ Lavin had those powers. That'd be hilarious. I know, TJ, right? Like was allowed to be like, you know what? We're not going to do the puzzle. This is just going to be a hall brawl. You guys good with that? Okay, good. We're just going to, I, they made me say hall brawl. So we're, that's what we're going to do. I wish he had that kind of power. Anyways, uh, that's a different show. Um, so she does get her vote back after they, they make it last long enough. Did Jeff on his pod say at all, like, 
how like, you you referenced earlier how long it took to melt the wax yeah, but she had mentioned it in like an exit in exit press i think it was with dalton ross that it took between 20 and 25 minutes to melt the wax yeah for her to be able i to wonder if jeff out. had any instinct of like would it he had to have been running through so many thoughts in his head and i wonder if one of them was would it be in hilarious television or really mean of me <laughs> if i said that's allowed but like I told them they had to vote and like, it's not melted yet. You don't have your, like, it's time to vote. I'm sorry. We can't wait any longer. Yeah. Um, cause he had, I mean, he probably thought through every scenario possible in that moment. And that would have been the funniest outcome it would that have been for Sabaya, but, but it would terrible. have been hilarious of like, yeah. oh, well, Sabaya, it's about that time. And I don't think we <laughs> made it there. So, you know, hopefully you don't lose this vote and you can pick it up on your way out. Uh, but she gets her vote and which then, adds the final layer of brilliance and just like pure luck of you know the producer they, room again high-fiving they must of, have been like over the moon to have so somebody have the idol and open it for the very first time in the voting booth with the pen in hand yeah like yeah and she's in a very difficult position which is the main question i want to ask you tony if you're Sabaya, obviously in retrospect, yes, she should have voted. We're we're aware of that because yeah. she goes home. But if you're her in that position, are do you feel confident enough? And do you care what your confidence level is? Do you say do you do you vote or do you I, keep the idol? I think you have to like I think you have to hold on to your vote for another week and like at least make it so that it's when everybody's on the same beach because you've worked for the last week or I guess the last like five days or something like that to try to find a way to get this idol. You finally get it. You're up there. You have your vote, but with your vote, your idol then dies as you leave tribal council. So you put on this whole show, everybody now thinks you have an idol and you're just supposed to be able to convincingly tell them that the idol died. You would, because you would get to keep the piece of paper though. You right? would. Yeah, but like throw in the paper and be like, I, yeah, I don't even have an idol, guys. We went through all of that, and I don't have an idol. Nothing. Here, um, yeah, I think she was confident enough in the game that she had played up to that point, and I don't, I don't falter for it because she seemed to be like in very good control of it. The only thing that she didn't count on was the fact that Caleb and Emily had a relationship outside of the four of them. So, yeah. I don't know. It's it's impossible to know what I actually think to remove the hindsight of she goes home uh, yeah. because we saw that. Um, but it just seems like after you had to put on that production and everything, and if you are that, if the outcome is we vote out Emily and like I'm super yeah. tight with these other two, then like I don't know. I'm just I'm going the I'm going the safe route in that in that instance. Although I guess that's probably really the argument for going the risky route is like, I feel super right. good about these three people that would be left and everything. Um, but it does ultimately bite her in the butt because she gets voted out. And if she would have voted, it would have been two to two. And I would have been, does it go immediately? Is there a revote no. or is it um, the revote? So it's a revote. And then Caleb and Sabaya wouldn't vote and Emily and uh, Sean would vote. And then and I wonder if they would, that's where I wonder if they would have, they probably both stick to their guns at that point because Emily is already like, to. it's not like Emily can be like, okay, my bad. I do want to work with you, Sabaya and Sean, because yes. 
you know, you repaired things, but I still chose Caleb. Like I, you probably do, but then is rocks between everyone or then just Emily and Sean? Uh, it is, oh, fuck, I forget. Isn't it um, the, the, not the people that want to say the they become, yeah, they become safe. Yeah. Sabaya and Caleb. Do. Sabaya and Caleb become safe. Yeah. So Emily and, and Sean, then, which is why you, Emily would just be like, look, Sean, I'm willing to go to rocks for this. Are you willing to go to rocks for Sabaya? Because that's I don't your think option. Either, I don't think either of them are going to be willing to go to rocks. But She's then it's a, like, if they both approach it in that respect, then it's like, well, okay, but then which which way is the compromise? If we both yeah. are looking for a compromise here, um, yeah, that would have been interesting because you know I'm not going. To, I don't. It's too early in the game to put an alliance of five days over a 50-50 rock drawing. Like that's I'm yeah. not doing that. There is no chance in hell. And yeah, if I'm Sean or Emily, and the uh, and that would have happened, if the other one shows the slightest indication that they're okay going to rocks. I'm folding right then and there. And I'll be like, you know what, Caleb or Sabaya? I'm sorry, dude, but 50, 50 shot does not sound ideal. You're going, you're going home. <laughs> like too bad. Uh, that's my bad, you know, or I don't know, or at least play it off. Like if you're Sean, be like, Hey dude, like I thought, I thought I was supposed to vote. I don't know. I got confused. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's get rid of Sabaya. I was confused. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, I thought we were supposed to say your name and then it turned into, I thought that was real. I didn't know what to believe. I'm sorry. And just, you know, move on but i didn't get the updated script i forgot sorry um absolutely meant to vote for sabaya just making shit up on the fly we got idols and fires at tribal council it was just a weird night okay can we can we move past this (laughs) um caleb does move past it though this is the last note before we get to awards uh i did pick up on they show them walking out of tribal council and caleb does the michael jordan tongue out and then it is and is like very like overjoyous about like fuck yeah like not only did i not go home but like i picked the right side we got her out like first big move of the season i was i was on the winning side and i did after the whole episode that we've been told you know salesman everyone kind of the target has been painted on caleb to have him them show that little moment of like he's really feeling good about this i was happy for him because i love him and adore him thus far but i was like oh I, you know, no one can see you. You're at the front of the line. It's okay. It's just for the cameras kind of, but hopefully when you get back to the tribe or like the next tribe, like you're not too, you know, feeling yourself too much because of this. Yeah. Cause it is still only the third person voted out of the game. This isn't like you just made the move. That's going to win you the game or anything. That's if that happens, it happens much later, later. in it. So uh, something to, something to keep an eye on for sure. But, Oh yeah, that's uh that's tribal in the whole episode. So, Let's go ahead and recap some things by handing out some hardware. All right, to the awards. Uh, I did not have a good quote of the episode, this one. I believe the first words spoken were the episode title. I forgot to write it down, but I saw the episode title as I turned it on on YouTube, and then uh, it was like literally the first word. I forget what, did you write it down, what it was? I didn't, but it was Uh, like, here we are again or something like that. Like, yeah, uh, it was something yeah. very generic. Yeah, and it was quite literally the first sentence spoken on the show, yeah. which was uh, an interesting choice to say the least. Uh, seems like maybe someone got a little lazy. and was like, oh shit, I forgot to do my job and name the episode. Like, did anyone say anything interesting? I'm going to have to rewatch it. Boom. Oh, that's good enough. That's good enough. Let's <laughs> just go with that. Yeah, sure. Um, but uh, yeah, do you have any any nominees for two. a quote? Okay, let's hear them. Um, one is from Drew, and it was just amazing when he was explaining the plan of 
if he saw somebody, he would start talking about food and he would be like, I love tacos. And then Austin would run out and be like, oh, I also like tacos. And that would be our alibi. And it's like, that is a terrible alibi, but it's amazing at the same time. Yeah, again, Drew couldn't have come off more opposite one episode <laughs> to the next of me being like, this guy is the new mastermind of Survivor to like, I still love I still love and enjoy <laughs> this man so much, but I have a little less confidence in his abilities to navigate uh, the social structure of this game. What was the other one you had? The other one is like, for me, the winner from Emily. This isn't, oh, Emily trying to is trying to save her ass. This is Emily trying to save your ass. That was very good. And that's the first thing she says to Caleb when they when she reveals yeah. that he's about to get voted out. Yeah, I'm going to go with that, too, as much as I want to give it to my guy, Drew. But um, <laughs> we'll give it to we'll give it to Emily, who I think has been the is the on on pace to be the confessional queen of the season True. in the early, early going here. Favorite moment from the episode. Any nominees here? Um, either the raid because it was just a masterclass on getting information without really giving much information. Um, Emily's conversation with Caleb because it was so high stakes, but there were so many layers to it that you didn't know if Caleb was going to get enough information to believe that the fake plan was the real plan. And then, uh, just tribal in general. Yeah, those are all quality, and I'm reminded of one thing we forgot to talk about earlier that I meant to ask you about uh, during the raid. One moment that deserves at least a nomination here: Sifu's air guitar. When yeah. when we have the that I will say awkward again, uh, awkward moment where Sifu says all of the things he does that doesn't include the gym that he owns that I thought is like the Chiron, like what it says yeah. that he does. Um, he names all of his, his passions and hobbies and things. And uh, one of them is music related. And then Jay Maya says, I'm a professional singer. Like that's my legitimate career. That's yeah. what I do. Like check out my Spotify. I got millions and millions of streams and stuff. Um, and Sifu's like, we should, we should, like jam real like we should show him or whatever and jay maya's like uh should we like all right okay like what are, what are we gonna do and then sifu launches into an incredible heavy metal air guitar session yeah. what how would you grade his uh his air guitar one to twelve i mean air guitar probably about like an eight or a nine understanding of the situation and how uh complimentary his musical uh, talents were to Jay Maya's probably about a two. It was it was a very mixed bag of mat like of heavy metal air guitar versus what Jay Maya sings normally. And his, I give credit to Jay Maya for being a team player. That when oh, yeah. who calls like and backup vocal, and she's like, <laughs> uh, okay. And then he's like, okay, great. I'll keep going. It's just like, yeah, uh, that you were able to utter a word in that moment was uh, great. Um, I'm with you. So yeah, good. That, I, I had that moment down. I had uh, Drew and Austin's lies to, it just was so funny <laughs> to me. Uh, very small one, but Sean had the best catch during the reward challenge, yes. the, like diving backwards catch. I, uh, I was really proud of my guy on that one. And um, yeah, but then, you know, I usually like to try to find one actual, like the small moment within the big one, but 
the entire the entire idol thing at tribal council was yeah. fascinating again and that oh, would totally. be my my ultimate vote for my winner which one's your winner i i will agree with that it was yeah, yeah. it was so good i don't know that we're ever going to see that particular no. thing happen again um no. best gameplay of the episode any nominees for the best gameplay i would say i mean definitely caleb's read um of like on you know in that hard place of like is she just falling for the plan or is she saving my ass and him correctly reading that it'd definitely be up there for me i do think even though she went home again sabaya's oh yeah initial conversations to dupe caleb were handled incredibly well and she just missed you know it basically came down to both that one moment where she had not fully gotten Emily's trust back and still had that waffle, but also it seemed like Sean and Sabaya had not picked up on how much Caleb had been talking to and like trying to yeah. be the initiator of Emily needs to be a part of this tribe, not just like the lost cause that we don't like. Um, and it seems like they hadn't quite picked up on that, which is why they weren't maybe expecting Emily to immediately make the decision and run to Caleb and say, I'm picking yours. I'm basically picking your team. And this is a two on two thing. Um, But so, yeah, those would be uh, actually, those would probably be my nominees for best and worst gameplay. Actually, if we do two of them at once here is Sabaya's initial lie, not handling it well. um, But on the best gameplay side, uh, Caleb's accurate read of the situation. Yeah. um, I would say, I mean, look, I lost my winner pick this week, but I can't be mad about it because it was such high-level gameplay, and it is in no way a reflection of Sabaya's ability to play Survivor. I think that she is a prime candidate for coming back on, like, a second chances season or something like that, and I think that she will dominate. Like, she may not have won, but she had the potential to, and I think that there are so many people in the game right now that have the potential to win if they could only get there, which obviously is the point of the game, but like i'm not mad about her exit like it would be hard other than not winning the million it would be hard to feel bad about how great of a game she played um other than just like the misread on caleb and emily i would say for like best moment with is slightly subconscious was caleb talking to drew and him saying so like you went on the journey did you lose your vote and drew just like spilling his guts which normally is a bad thing about about advantages and stuff like that, but it ended up working because Caleb then was like, I trust you, I'm giving this to you. And then he thought he was making an additional alliance of one, but he really just got four people on his side in one move without leveraging anything of his own. So that has to be like, despite the fact that he doesn't realize it, that has to be like the best moment of, of the episode for me. And he didn't tell Lulu that he got to give them that, right? At least it wasn't shown. Yeah, if if they did, it wasn't shown. Okay. And then your MVP of the episode is going to be Caleb and Emily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Honorable mention Sabaya. Yeah, I'm with you. Sabaya played well for ending up being the third exit, certainly. But uh, yeah, I've got to give it to Caleb. Was Caleb was the star of the episode for sure? Salesman Caleb. gets gets the trophy i forget who we've given it to the last couple of weeks i need to keep better track and write these down to see i don't no one's won twice yet but um, uh, i gave I the drew I, last week and maybe right. emily the first week so yeah uh 
I forget who you gave it to. I gave Emily and Caleb last week. I gave Emily the win and then honorable mention to Caleb. Oh, nice. So just reversed it. All right. Well, there you go. Caleb, the first unanimous episode MVP. We're on the same page at last. There you go. And finally, then let's do some quick power rankings and a couple prediction questions that I have for you. Have your power rankings changed? I know that at least one spot has to have changed because you previously had Sabaya there at the top. What do you got for your top five now best positioned in the game as it currently stands? I've got Caleb, Kelly, D, Austin, Emily. Ooh, okay. We're still four for five. I thought we might find a way. We've been four for five each week, and I thought because the one we didn't have in line was Sabaya uh, that we might get there this time, but you just don't have the belief that I have in my guy, Drew, so you don't have Drew in there. He's sixth. He is sixth. I I know that I only have to write five power rankings, but just the proof, he is my my sixth power ranking. Okay, he is. Good, good. Good on you. Uh, I have D in the driver's seat right now. I feel very good about her. I've got D Austin, Caleb, Kelly, Drew. And I know that Caleb is not going to win this because he's already too big of a target. So he probably shouldn't be in there, but, uh, we'll see. I'm, I'm hopeful that I'm wrong about that and right about the fact that he deserves to be near the top. But, uh, I really feel confident in, I would say D on Reba is the one I'm the most confident in right now. And Kelly is the one I'm most confident in on Bello. And then weirdly, I honestly maybe should put Emily in over Caleb right now from a Lulu member that I feel confident in. It is very interesting. The, uh, the, the edgic, the, you know, the editing logic algorithms that are out there, the survivor one, the account does an incredible job and is usually like really good. And I will often, uh, try to not look at it after a certain point of that number of episodes, because I kind of don't want to know. And then I'll go look back at it at the end of the season, but it is really hilarious because it has Emily right now as like an 80% chance of winning because it's so based on screen time and like finding out things, but it's just been so much about Lulu and Emily that I'm like, of course it would currently be like, well, I don't know. They haven't showed anyone else except this woman and everything she's interacted with their tribe. So I don't think Emily has an 80% chance to win right now. I think it's, you know, a little skewed, but uh, I do think um, that it's wild to say two episodes later, but after the first episode to now, yeah. I'm suddenly like, I think Emily could certainly go far and, or even win this game. Who knows? She's back in it. Certainly she's yep. no longer. She, she could be cost. somebody. She could be somebody that they think taking to tribal count final tribal is a good idea but I think that she will be able to talk circles around them. Yeah. She'll, she would handle uh final tribal incredibly well. I'm yeah. confident in that. Okay. Couple questions for you going to next week. Uh, yes. Normally I'd ask which tribe you want to see at tribal council. Cause I think that's always interesting to think about, but there's going to be new tribes next week. So we can't ask that one of my normal questions. So I'll ask you this instead, because we have new tribes, are there any pairs of people two individuals that you are dying to see end up on the same team or think would cause comedy or entertainment in some way that you're just hoping get matched up on a team. I mean, I am probably in the vast majority of survivor viewers that want to see Emily and Bruce on the same team. Because <laughs> yeah, that, that is definitely the obvious one because <laughs> the initial interaction, uh, yeah. I almost forgotten about that. So much <laughs> that's happened with Emily that I forgot that the first thing she did on the whole show was call out Bruce for no reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I would like to see Drew and Caleb 
plus one more of the Reba 4. I don't know necessarily which one, but I, I'm just interested to see how that dynamic plays out, having given the goodwill advantage so recently. Yeah, that would be good. Um, who has... So right now, Austin has an idol, yeah. and that's, that's the only one in play, yeah. right? Okay, so that doesn't... Yeah, they can't be like all the advantages end up in one spot because there's really only one person with an advantage. Uh, and then Drew the has... And yeah. then Drew has the goodwill on top. And the uh, safety without power or yeah. knowledge without power. I'm probably knowledge most interested in th- I I really want to see that foursome, that Reba foursome of D, Julie, Drew, and Austin split one male, one female, whether it's yeah. Austin and D or Austin and Julie, but like those split into two and see what happens with there already being a little bit of a lack of trust and it kind of being two twosomes that have agreed to work together as a foursome. If they're split up, if who sticks with who, and in particular D and drew specifically, I feel like would be the two that would be like, you know what? It was pretty circumstantial that we were kind of working together before. And I don't, I, you were the one I didn't trust in the group. You were the one I didn't actually interact with. So I would like to see that. And then, yeah, Emily and Bruce is definitely the obvious, uh, the right call that we gotta, we gotta get that. Um, final question then, uh, you know, you, you, your winner's pick is gone. Um, you know, that was pretty quick, uh, as it's happened to me, it happens to the best of us. So I'll give you a chance. Uh, you know, it's, it's not a redo, but you know, we will update who is your new winner's pick going forward now that Sabaya is gone. Who's your money on? If you had to, if I had told you you had to buy back in and throw some new money down, who are you taking at this point? I won't go with Kelly because that was my second choice. And it's also your choice. And yeah. You can't pick Kelly. She's off the board. Um, I am. Caleb's burning too bright right now. And I need him to go a couple more weeks before I would feel confident putting him as my, my winner pick. Um, and like I said before, Emily, I feel like people might want to take her to the end because they feel that there's animosity amongst the tribe when really there's not. Um, but I'm going to say, I'm going to go D. Okay. I like it. Yeah. I mean, she's at the top of my power rankings for a reason. So, uh, I, they are, I do think we don't have to mention them, but I do, unless they're pulling another Erica situation here, I think there are a couple people that we can rule out. Cause there are a couple people that we kind of haven't interacted with almost at all though they have had interesting uh i will just name one jay maya for instance we have gotten like nothing of but they have been allowing the cast members themselves to put out the bonus content which i think is an interesting strategy i don't know if you saw this but jay maya got to like she was the one i think the first one to tweet out like the bonus scene of her leading them through a hint was a hindu chant uh i believe so i heard it i like i heard that that was the secret scene but i didn't get a chance to watch it. And I remembered as we logged on to zoom. Yeah. I apologize if I'm getting the religion wrong, but I don't think I am. I think it was a Hindu chant. Um, but yeah, she has, she like uh, speaks about her religion to the whole group and then leads them through a, like a chant uh, on, on the beach together. It's a very wonderful moment. And yeah, it was and maybe someone else put it out first. And then she also is because right. it's the star of the scene is allowed to, but I first saw it and came across it. And everyone that I saw talking about it was retweeting her tweet of the video. And it wasn't like a link to a YouTube or anything. It was like, I have this video of this secret scene. Here you go. And I have a lot of thoughts uh, for producers of this and all of the shows um, that 
they could be doing a way, doing things way differently and way better and should have robust YouTube channels with things like this. Um, because I did see a couple people have seen that in the other, uh, the secret scene each episode and been like, screw it. Two hour episodes. Like there's so much good stuff here. Like, go ahead. I'm like, no, 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 no. 90 minutes. But like, yeah, if you had a great survivor YouTube channel, Where it was like, here's the three scenes that didn't make the 90 minute cut this episode. Here's Kendra going to the other tribe and casting a vote and everything else. Like, I would definitely watch that. And you would have a few million subscribers and you would make some money off of your YouTube channel to add to, you know, the money that you need. Maybe not Survivor as much as other shows, but like the challenge for sure is the one that I'm like you guys could make a lot of money that you're not making anymore because you're on a dead TV network. (laughs) Um, You could make money off of like a robust YouTube channel if you did some things different. Anyways, that's for a different podcast. And this podcast is coming to a conclusion. Any final thoughts heading into episode four? Uh, Any farewells to uh, Survivor colon Lulu's demise? Uh, The season's over. We start anew next week. Yeah, I mean, I'm stoked for a tribe swap. I, I like tribe swaps because I like the change in dynamic and I like that people have to kind of rework my people have shot me down on this, but my like ideal season would be every after every tribal, when they go back to the challenge, they swap so that you constantly have to be in a different group. So you can't just completely burn bridges. You have to find a way to play with everybody to an extent because you never know when that person is going to be what keeps you in the game versus takes you out of the game. I mean, at that point, would you do that? Or would you just have, you just all are on the same beach at all times, but like you could still get it randomly draw teams and only half of you are up for tribal, but like at Survivor that point, free agents. Yeah, exactly. Cause <laughs> like, I don't know. In my head, I was just like, man, you must've been like the only person that really liked spies, lies and allies. And like uh, the no. recent challenge formats of like, you can switch partners at any given point, any given time, you get a new partner, you get a new partner the whole time. Uh, every episode would be a lot, but I do like, and especially when they're able to time it this perfectly, yeah. um, having the one big switch up for the dynamic change. Although I will say my prediction would have been right. Otherwise we were headed for a, another Lulu loss and a two person and uh, you guys can just go on a different team now. Um, So they thwarted that from happening as we did discuss, they would probably probably do and they have done so. So that's episode three of survivor 45. I think this was yet another, uh, I don't know what, how long this will ultimately be, but we did it again, Tony, another hour and a half to hour and 45 minute recap of 90 minute television show. Yes. Our podcasts are longer than the show. Love it. And excellent. It's one day it'll be shorter, but if the episodes are this good, we like talking about it too much. So yeah. thanks to everyone who stuck around all for all, however long this podcast is right now and listen to the whole thing. As always, hit the follow, hit subscribe, go follow and subscribe to Challenge Fandom. We, if you forget what we've got coming up, go back to the beginning of this very long podcast <laughs> where we share everything that is coming up. Uh, the links are in the show notes below. So follow, subscribe, we'll be back next week sometime after wednesday between wednesday and the following wednesday we will be back with episode four coverage thanks everyone for listening we'll talk to you later